Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler along with Lisa Cohen. Hi. And Lisa, you were at the Mets game last night. Was it your first game of the season? And how was it? Uh, it was my first game of the season. It was very good. Um, you know, City Field, which is still hard to not to call it Shea, has very uh, upgraded food offerings. I I really am adamant that it needs to be a hot dog and a beer and and maybe some some popcorn. You know, and, I, and that's really all I want. I don't want the fancy stuff. I don't. I don't want to go. You know. Well, it's such a funny thing that you. It's so funny that you say that because if you want just hot dogs and French fries and beer, go to Yankee Stadium. I mean it. Like, oh, they don't have anything they, else. But they have some other things. But most people feel the opposite, and they feel as I do that the Mets City Field. Uh, which was built about the same time as yeah. the new Yankee Stadium, yeah. is far superior to Yankee Stadium in many, many ways. Even though I'm a Mets disliker and a Yankee lover, um, the food offerings are much yeah. more varied and better at City Field, although you seem to not prefer a better food <laughs> offering. Don't. But, uh, you know, in, Typically no, no I do. for taste. In the setting of, of uh, going to a game. Right. I do understand that, but uh, I love City Field. I do understand what you're saying. It feels a little tweed to be eating Shake Shack burgers at a baseball game. But if you really want just the basics, go to Yankee Stadium. I, it's, it's more than just I don't want to be twee. It's like I have a hankering for those things yeah, yeah. in that setting. Yeah. Well, the great thing about Yankee Stadium is you can get hot dogs and chicken fingers and French fries at an exorbitant price anywhere around the stadium um, and and uh, at a completely character free stadium. And um and uh, eat to your heart's content if you uh, if you brought your wallet and your credit cards and uh, <laughs> your life savings and your life savings for right. sure for sure. So as our listening audience knows, on this show we look at the list of things that Milo loved, and Lisa picks one of those items, and off we go. So Lisa, wondering whether you see anything today that's drawing your attention? Yeah, I would like to do Portis Bridge. Portis, Portis Bridge. Bridge, excellent. Excellent. Portis um, my head Bridge. is going a little to Portishead, yes. so it's hard. But Portis Portis Head, Bridge. Portishead was a popular, yeah. a popular-ish band in the yeah. '90s, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think we had a CD of theirs. Yeah, I think we had a CD, but um, this is this has nothing to do with Portishead. So, Portis is the last name of a basketball player, but this has nothing to do with basketball. This story, um, Bobby Portis, is a basketball player who played for the Knicks for a short period of time. Uh, I think he was drafted by the Chicago Bulls, then played for the Knicks, somewhat ineffective and a little disappointing at both of those places, and then played for the Milwaukee Bucks, where he won an NBA title with the Bucks and was a very important role player on that team. But the reason that Portis Bridge is on the list of things that Milo loved is actually sort of um, an emotional and uh, difficult story, frankly. Uh, one thing about Bobby Portis that is noteworthy is that he had sort of buggy eyes, sort of eyes that were a little a little round and bulging out of his head a little bit. And we used to have a joke that Bobby Portis was the kind of guy who, anytime you saw him, he'd kind of pull you aside and say, let me tell you something. Like, let, I got, I got, let me, let me, don't trust Dispense this. Dispense with like, wisdom. Like dispensing with wisdom. But he would do it in kind of a shuffling way that he would kind of come over and get in your ear a little bit. And 
Milo and I, and then with the two of us, Alana, had this sort of inside joke that we sort of knew Bobby Portis and that Bobby Portis was this guy who would, again, sort of saunter over to you and dispense wisdom that you kind of knew wasn't really accurate or really that good, but it was sort of a nice (laughs) thing and he was sort of a character. Well, when we would drive to Memorial Sloan Kettering, where Milo was treating and where he treated for 16 months, we would take a particular route um, that would lead us through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel up the east side of Manhattan and then off at the 61st Street and exit off of the FDR Drive and up to Sloan Kettering. But at the very beginning of that ride, before we even got to the Battery Tunnel, which connects Brooklyn, where we live, to Manhattan, we would go over a stretch of 9th Street. We live on 1st Street, so we would go south to 9th Street to get to the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. And it was right by a train station, which is the Smith Street, Mm -hmm. 9th Street station. It's where Smith Street, great street in Brooklyn with a lot of great restaurants, crosses 9th Street. And for whatever reason, probably because of the bodega and a couple of other venues that are located right there near the train station, there were always a lot of people hanging around out there Mm. who looked like they were the kind of people who might pull you over and say, got it. You know, (laughs) they start dispensing information to you, then ask if they could bum a cigarette, like that kind of thing. And there were a lot of people. And any time we drove by that particular area, we called it Portis Bridge because right before you got to that corner, you would go, Oh, so Portis bridge. bridge is a name that you as a family, we gave I see. We I called see. it Portis Bridge because it was the bridge that goes over the Gowanus Canal. Yeah. We would drive, as you drove from 4th Avenue to Smith Street, you would go over a bridge. And right at the end of that bridge was where all these Portises, as Got what it. we call them, <laughs> would it. sort of congregate. And we would laugh every single time because we'd look around and we would see- A multitude. A, a multitude of Portises- <laughs> all congregating in different combinations and permutations, all sort of talking to each other the way that we always imagined Bobby Portis might speak to us if uh-huh. he ever had occasion to talk to us. So we would drive here. Now, to backtrack a little bit, I mentioned that this was on our regular route to taking Milo to a treatment or a doctor's visit at Sloan Kettering. So many, many times when we were making this drive, we were in an extraordinary, extraordinarily heightened sense of emotion, terror, fear, mm. sadness, um, anxiety, mm. sometimes all of those things at once. Um, anticipation, mm. knowing that that day was going to be difficult, whether he was going in for a routine appointment or going in for surgery or going in for chemo treatment, it was always the same route. And that stretch always provided a respite, nice. a little break from whatever mm. the day's difficulty, I'll call it. And difficulty is a very light word for what many of mm-hmm. the days mm-hmm. included. For that day's difficulty, it gave us a nice respite and a break. And as soon as we approached it, we would sort of start looking around. Nice. <laughs> We're coming over to the Portis Bridge. Let's see who's going to be here. And it wasn't done in a mean way. It wasn't done in a way like, look at that guy. Look at that guy. It right. was really no, just... Gotcha. A community of people who were all out there, a lot of them were congregating in small groups of three or four, and they all looked like just the way 
we imagined Bobby Portis would look if he were talking to us. Now, now, let me tell you. Right. Let me tell you. I got right. an answer to this. You know, <laughs> you know about the vaccine. Don't you don't want to get involved with the vaccine or like, you know, ideas about the mayor or ideas right, about right. any number of things that right. would bother people in New York. Um, or maybe like information in about the subway line. Yeah, information about the subway line. You know, if right. someone would say to somebody who was a Portis, as we would call them, you yeah. know, the uh, the F train isn't running today. Now, that Portis might pull someone aside and say. Let me tell you something about the F train. The thing about the F train. You want to be off, in the front. Right, yeah, yeah. right. You want to be in the front of the F train for the following three reasons and kind of like do it without making eye contact and sort of shuffling. And, yeah, and we always had a really good laugh about what was going on on Portis Bridge. And now, you know, I think about that stretch of Ninth Street right as it crosses Smith Street, and, um, you know, it makes me laugh and it makes me sad, too. Um, but it always makes me think about that brief moment of distraction and fun and levity we had on some of those very, very, very difficult rides to Sloan Kettering. Yeah, well, I'm glad you had it. We did. We did. Well, that's all the epi- That's all the time we have on this episode of Milo Time. Won't you please join us again next time when we once again look at the list of the things that Milo loved. <laughs> <laughs>